0: Oh my God. I'm super excited today. I have a special guest with us. So you better get out your notebook, but actually what you need to do is you need to open up Amazon in a minute and buy her brand new book, market your genius. Welcome Nikki Nash. Oh, oh my, my goodness. God. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. We're super excited. So today, you know, we have Biz bites Monday where we have 10 minutes of action pack. So we're going to share, she's going to crank it out for you. Um, 10 minutes of real serious, get to the juice, information you need to market your business and all things business, but then stick around, stick around. Cause we're going to just chat, chat, chat. As long as we feel like chatting and sharing some of the behind the scenes, the real deal, Nikki and I met each other a while back. She's been in business for a long time outside of the online space, FYI. So for those of you who are like, Oh, is this going to be new information? Yeah, it's going to be new. It's going to be new because she is a marketing expert because she's just not, like marketing yourself online. It's bigger and deeper than that. So can you just give us a, like a one minute line of just like rattle through, like we call this a beneficial brag, rattle through some of the things that some of the places that you've worked before so people can hear your authority. Yeah.
1: Um, I started at InStyle Magazine and Travel and Leisure Magazine on the business side and then moved into advertising where I ran like $2 million plus campaigns for craft foods um, was my account and worked on a ton of their brands back when they owned a lot of ones that they no longer own. But I'm talking like Oscar Mayer and, yeah. you know, back to nature and all that stuff. And then I went back to school, got my MBA, uh, did a brand internship, brand management internship at Coca-Cola. Don't drink soda. Was like, don't know if this is aligned with how I want to make the world a better place though. So they're a great company. I'm just like, yeah, you know, I don't yeah. drink soda. So I took a marketing job at Intel where I was in charge of uh, online. That's when I moved into online marketing before that, it was all kind of like PNL and um, other types of traditional marketing type of work. And I did that for a number of years. And then I left to head up a tech startup uh, marketing department. So I was head of marketing at a tech startup. And my side hustle at that time was teaching digital marketing classes to entrepreneurs, which I had no idea was going to turn into a business. I just did it because I kind of thought it was fun. And uh, lo and behold, that turned into me quitting all of my jobs and building a business where I, I work primarily with women, helping them Turn their experiences, their expertise, their skills into a profitable business, helping them get more leads, get more gym clients, have repeat clients and customers, and really put some of the fundamentals in place so that they can build, grow, and ultimately scale a business if that's, if that's something they want to do beyond what they have.
0: Yeah, great. Thank you for sharing that, and and I think that's so important because I know you and you and I both have seen over the last year or two or so that there's just been this influx of people like I can help you build a bed net, I can help you market your business online, and it's a bunch of BS, and it's just a regurgitation of the same stuff that they've just paid somebody twenty thousand dollars to do. So this is why I think your book is so brilliant, and I think that you're really bringing true marketing expertise that we can use. And because I believe so strongly that the truth of the matter is like business basics are business basics. It's not all the flashy and shiny and everything. So with that and we're going to talk a little bit more, also, how you are leading your, uh, you know, a life uncommon. I mean, I loved the beginning part of your uh, intro into your book as well. So that's a that's a side note. We want to always talk about that. So let's just jump right in. One of the things that stood out to me the most was something that is is I believe atypical in the new entrepreneur, the growing entrepreneur, or anyone, frankly, who is adding a service, a product, or an offer of any sort to their business or the workplace. And what happens is I love your concept, this four-step process that you talk about helping them be a mad scientist. So this is the Biz Bites I really wanna focus on over the next five, eight minutes-ish, and then we'll move on and um, stick around for the longer conversation. So tell us a little bit about how did you decide on, well, first of all, I love this, the acronym, the M-A-A-D, scientist, but why why is that such an important piece of the puzzle to you for marketing your genius. Yeah,
1: you know, right now, especially in the online marketing space, so much of what I see from an advertising perspective, and I'm sure you guys are are feeling and seeing the same thing, is that somebody will share that they have the exact way that you're going to make like bajillions of dollars In your business. And that way could be a number of things. It could be a a marketing tactic like challenges or webinars or online courses or high ticket offers or tiny offers, or it could be, you know, their operation system. But one of the things that's so important is that no business is exactly the same. So you can't do literally every single thing that somebody else does and see success and see the same exact results. Um, who you are is different. Your business structure is different. The timing could be different. You know, sometimes things work so well for folks because of the pure time of the year it was, or how long ago they did it. And so one of the things that I wish more people did is that instead of going, I'm going to do exactly what they, what somebody told me to do. And then if it doesn't work as well as I wanted it to throw it, Out, you know, like the baby out with the bathwater, as the expression goes, like throw it out the window and then start and follow somebody else's different tactic to make it big. And it's not so much that, you know, what you're learning from somebody else doesn't work for you. It might work for you. It also might not. But the only way to know for sure if you have a marketing plan or a game plan or a tactic that's going to work for you is if you act like a mad scientist. And, you know, I don't know what happened with entrepreneurship and 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 where it kind of dissected from inventors, but inventors take a long time to invent something. It's not like they get it on their first try. And so I encourage entrepreneurs to be more like a scientist, more like an inventor and uh, follow what I call the mad scientist framework, which I can Totally yeah. walk people through, but that's yeah. where it's. Yeah, of. right
0: now. And so a uh, case in point and, and address this too, if you will, I think that this is so, um, it also touches frankly on, you know, some of the mindset piece, which right is part of my area of genius and, and how people are like, I should be further ahead. I literally had a conversation yesterday with the client and I'm like, like, you're just adding a new offer like two months in, you know, you, it's not even a, like, can you speak to that as far as this process too? Right. As far as, because I loved how you talked about how you have multiple launches, right. And then we test it. So go through your framework so that everybody can really hear. And while you're speaking, like address that this process like can take time. And, and I'm a believer, like, are you in it to accomplish the goal? Or are you just like in it just a you know, like try and make the flash in the pan money or whatever. What are your thoughts like that? Run through that.
1: Yeah. So real talk
0: this, as you mentioned before,
1: really helped change things for me from a mindset perspective, because instead of saying, I'm going to try this one thing that so so told me to do, and it's going to make me big money in 24 hours. I started going, okay, I'm going to focus on selling one thing, for the next 12 months. And I'm going to try a way to sell that one thing. And I'm going to do it over and over and over again. And what it started doing was it gave me the freedom to fail because if I knew that I was going to try to sell something for 12 months, right. And oftentimes it's longer, but let's just say even 12 months. And I was going to try maybe like six times or eight times or 12 times to sell this thing. yeah, Then I would know, Oh, okay. Well, Oh, it didn't go well the first time, but it kind of feels impossible to me to like not see success eventually, right? And so um the idea of the MAD Scientist Framework is, is um, and as Mary mentioned, MAD is a acronym, it's M, make a plan. So you literally map out what your marketing game plan is or how you're gonna sell the thing. And then you have to activate the plan because you can't just have a plan on a piece of paper, right? So you yeah. map it out, you activate it. And then you adjust it based on the results because the reality is is it's not going to go magically the first, second, third, or fourth time around. You have to keep tweaking it. And so uh, you map out the plan, you activate the plan, you adjust the plan based on the results, and then you do it again, right? And so it's a cycle where you just every, however often you want to do it, six weeks, eight weeks, four weeks weekly. I mean, that can be a lot depending on what you're offering, Um, but you choose a period of time and you say, Hey, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to see how it works. I'm going to evaluate how it works when I'm done. And then I'm going to adjust the game plan and do it again. And when you know that you're going to do something over and over and over again, it takes the pressure off from that first launch to be like
0: the billion dollar launch. Right. But you, you'll learn from it. I love that. So that's your bite for the week, but let's continue this conversation, right? So M-A-A-D, right? Map it out, activate it, adjust it, and do it again and again and again. And I think that, um, I love what you said, one offer and for a year. I wanna say, from my experience, working with dozens and hundreds of women over the last, well, 20 years, but definitely dozens over the last 10, eight years, you know, it's just like that concept of doing something over and over again without massively changing, right? I call it tweaking, but right with like, not like throwing everything out or, or the moment where they're just like, oh, it didn't work. And like, you're going to give up like this framework really allows people to lean into and give that freedom to allow and recognize for Christ's sake, you're going to have to like, you, you like you've got it. Like you, you only learn through action. You only learn through adjustments. I mean, and then doing it repeatedly over and over so that it becomes more masterful. What do you think is the biggest reason why people like stop or, or why do you think people just aren't willing to do something for a year, one offer for a year and make it work, right? Do those adjustments.
1: You know, I think so many people, and I was there, so real talk, been there, done that. Expectations are often unrealistic. And I think it comes from, you know, as much as I love social media as a tool to reach people, Yeah, if you consume too much of what's online, your brain will start forming false beliefs about stuff and other people. And so it could seem like everybody and their mother is making millions of dollars, off of doing one thing that they've done once, right? And if it feels that way, then you're like, oh my gosh, well, I need to do this one thing once and make millions of dollars. And if I don't, then therefore something's wrong with me, right, like I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, you know, my audience doesn't like me, I don't have enough people on my list. Like people just start just like coming up with things in their head and it's, it's nothing wrong with it, that's the way the brain works. But if you don't take a step back and go, all right, listen, I didn't walk on my first try. I'm pretty sure you probably had some struggles learning to drive when you started, or you I were scared. <laughs> like, what have we ever done that we got perfect the first time we did it? And yes. even if we got it perfect that first time, we're able to maintain that perfection over and over and over again, right? Like who,
0: in what? That's an excellent point. And I think that there's a couple of pieces here. One is, um, you know, uh, Keeping it going, right, and recognizing that you might like do it for a year, and then you have a great launch or a great sale or bring in the right clients, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, then you you still have to be a mad scientist you still, that's the whole, like, that's your business people, right? It's like, I, I think so much of it is that then people be, can become um, stagnant and think, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this type of thing. I'm doing this offer or this launch. And then they're not keeping their eye on a changing market, changing needs. Maybe they have evolved themselves and they've personally outgrown their offer. How are they handling that? Do they bring team in or what have you? Um, and to that point, doing this tracking, right. Doing the adjusting and looking at, can you speak? Well, once I want you to speak to like lifetime value of a client, right? Definitely that like know your numbers. If I speak to another woman who comes and she doesn't know her hardcore metrics, like, I just want to be like, God, don't you watch shark tank? Like they say, like, I mean, do you not, I don't know about you, but I'm a consumer of like, I don't watch it like I used to, but like the profit or like, whatever, like business is about numbers. You're in business to be in a relationship with your numbers. And if you don't know your numbers, you don't have a business. I don't understand this as a concept where people don't get that. So lifetime value of a client. But to this point, I'm curious because you did mention Coca-Cola. So I was triggered with a thought, I like a flashing back. I don't know what year this is. So this is giving away my age, but when they came out with like, quote, the new Coke. It's like, they tested that. They tested that. They tested it. I'm sure they came up with numerous marketing campaigns. Uh, you're pro- like, you probably weren't in that, but right. They would have had to have come up with numerous ones. Even now, I think they're like, whatever. There's like, I don't drink Coke either. Or soda. So I don't know. There's different variations of it, but again, it's like test, test, test. And maybe they threw it out like they did. So two things. One, how do you make the decision when to throw out the, the new formula, if you will. And then let's talk a little bit more about numbers. But first let's address like, I, cause I can hear somebody saying, well, I did it for a year and it still didn't. Can I did three launches and it didn't like, when do you know your idea sucks? Nobody's buying it versus you have to become more masterful of your marketing. What's your, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. And part of it is, is an art and science to this, yeah. but you know, at The first thing I would always encourage people to get clear on is what were your goals and intentions with it in the first place? Because to determine if something's successful, you have to set whether it's a vision and a target and something that you're measuring the results against. Because, for example, you know, and I share this in the book, there were times where I was like, oh, this thing isn't successful and I threw it out but I wasn't tracking anything or measuring anything. So how the heck it, so many times I talk to people and they're like, oh, I'm not making any money or my business isn't doing well. And I make them sit down and we look at stuff and I'm like, no, this thing is doing what it's supposed to do, but you're back at like where you're sending people isn't working well. Right. Like the part you think is broken, isn't the part that's broken. Yeah. Right. And so you have to really look at, okay, what is my goal? what is this launch supposed to do? Or what is this part of my campaign supposed to do? And, and not everybody has to launch all the time, but it's like, what is my marketing activity supposed to accomplish? And then track and measure, is it doing that thing? And if you are you know, somebody who says, well, I've been doing this thing for a year and it's not working, well, then I have to have you sit back and go, okay, well, what was your intention with doing it? And are you reaching those results, number one? Number two, can you honestly say, that you've given it your all because yeah. yeah, So often people are like, I've been doing it, but I'm like, have you really, it's like, Uh if you wanted to be an Olympian, your butt would be working out at a completely different level than somebody who's like, I go to the gym a couple of times a week. Right. Uh Like it's not the same thing. So, you know, if I say I've been working out for a year and I haven't lost any weight and I'm like eating cake for dinner every night. Okay. Well, yeah, I have been going to the gym but yeah. I haven't been giving it my all to lose the weight if I'm eating cake every night. Right. So it's like, you have to be real honest with yourself. And I think that's hard sometimes for people. Cause you never like, who wants to be like, yep, I totally right. half butted this, you know what I mean? <laughs> like fill in the <laughs> blanks there. Like I didn't give this my all, but You have to be real with yourself because when you look and you go, you know what, I haven't been working really hard to get the clients or I haven't been working really hard to, you know, get myself out there or be visible or make relationships and connections or whatever it is that you're trying to do, then you can go, okay, well, what's getting in the way of me giving it my all. And then you focus on addressing that you don't focus on the, this isn't working. It's like, if it's not working, then look inward first before you throw it out the window.
0: Yes. I think that what everyone is hearing is, you know, is the difference between success and failure because of course we're simpatico, right? Like when we decide on something, we will make it work and then we can make a different decision around do we like the results right and then we can and then we can make those adjustments i think that you know the successful people we have a different outlook on our goals we have a different outlook on the process we don't assign failure as a negative we don't assign adjustment as a negative when we decide on a, a goal like we're in it because for me personally, it's like a challenge. Like, I love business as a puzzle. I love the challenge of it. And it's a growth thing too, because we've both had failures, right? We've had failed launches and blah, 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 and all the things and all the clients. And and there gets to a point where there's that resiliency, right? Where it's just like, ah, this is part of it. And like, I'm all in, right? It's like, then it becomes more, it becomes fun and enjoyable. And what is the new challenge? Because you know, it will work and you will make it work. That is a completely different mindset and energy between, besides somebody who's like, I've tried, like, if I hear one, I've tried, I've tried everything. And I'm like, really, really have you let's, let's go down the list. and. I don't know that everyone wants to try as hard as, or for the length of time, right? It it is, you're right. Social is out there and it's like, tomorrow you can do, you know, it's just, it's, but that's not even how, like, I think there's a difference too, between even online marketing and digital marketing, et cetera, than like, I want to call it quote, traditional business or traditional basics of business development. And I think that sometimes where there's a missing piece, and this is why I wanted you to do your beneficial brag in the beginning to share your history of work is that, you know, sometimes the online space looks different than quote, quote, a traditional or offline or predominantly offline business. But the bottom line is business is business. Every business needs to be a math scientist. Every business needs to do that. Do you see this? Do you hear me? Like, are you feeling when I'm like,
1: I'm completely with you. And I think the biggest challenge that I see, or the, one of the things that gets in folks way is that you'll have somebody and I totally get it. You're really good at something and you love doing it and you want to make money doing it. And sometimes people are like, all I want to do is this thing. And I don't want to focus on really oh, fundamental yeah. business things. And yeah. so therefore, when somebody says like, oh, if you just follow these steps, you'll make millions overnight. It's, it's an easy thing to go towards but yeah. the reality is is that digital marketing and online marketing wasn't built to be separate from marketing or business it was it's like another tool in your toolkit oh that's you know? good like so it's it's not different it's just a, something you can leverage to reach more people
0: in a different way and okay. so bam chills that was it that was the, that was part of the meat everybody grab yeah. the meat okay Exactly. That was so perfectly said. That even helped me shift my own like construct on that. Yes. Yeah. So yes, that is really an extension of foundational business. It's not like this thing, right? This like separate thing that there's no no application to something that's traditional. Yes. And the other thing that you said, like, I, let's talk about that for a minute. Yes. How do you know, right? It's like, The whole like build it and they will come, like live your passion. Like I'm not saying don't live your passion. I'm not saying, obviously, and you're saying, right, market your genius. This is not about not creating and doing something you're excellent at, you're a genius at, that you love and all those. But like, I think like what you're saying, it's like, uh, that's not enough at the end of the day it's not enough. If you don't have the machine behind it, if you haven't done that four-step process, if you haven't, like, if you haven't looked at, like, that's great that you are like the best vegan chef or whatever, but there's things to do to share yourself with the world. And if you're not doing that, then your passion is just going to fall to the, you know, it's going to fall away anyhow. Right.
1: A hundred percent. And to go back to your, your question around, like, how do you know, I think about, um, I think about marketing and online marketing, especially nowadays, reminds me of things that happen in the dieting space, right? Like there's so many different diets and people are like, Ooh, this one's going to be the one. But at the, at the end of the day, like fundamentally, it's like eight less, work workout more, like, you know, like not like to oversimplify it, but it's like, exert more energy than you are consuming (laughs) and you should lose weight. And then, so if you do that and you're like, Hey, I really did. And I tracked it and I knew that I ate less and I worked out more and I did it every day for, or, or most days more often than not for a year. But if I look at all my numbers over the year, I should have absolutely lost weight and you didn't, then you go, okay, well, I really did the work. Something's not working. Maybe I need to see a specialist or a doctor because something might be wrong, not literally wrong with you, but there might be like a different factor. Maybe it's, um, yeah. you know, hormonal or I'm not at all in medicine, despite the fact that both of my parents are doctors. So if I say anything wrong, I'm sorry, but like <laughs> it could be something else. Right. And so the same thing with business is like, you have to go at it and go, okay, I'm going to do like the fundamentals. And, and sometimes that means focusing on less and it could feel really weird to say, you know, oh, TikTok came out. I'm going to ignore TikTok because it's a distraction versus adding to the thing that I'm doing. Right. And yeah. it might be right for somebody else, but for you, it might not be right. And if you can get laser focus and say, I'm going to do these things for the next 12 months, and I should see business success. And if I don't, then I'm going to bring on a specialist to help me evaluate, is it that I'm doing the wrong thing? Or is there something kind of hinky going on here? And then you can make the decision to kind of keep going or stopping. Right. Right. Because it could be, sometimes it's a little tweak. Sometimes it's like, oh yeah, you were doing all the things, but you know your body processes sugar in a different way and you were consuming too much sugar. And if you just cut out sugar, you'll see the results. Again, not a doctor making this stuff up. Right. But like metaphorically, the same could be true for your business. But you, nobody can truly help you with your business if you don't know what the heck is going on, if you have no data. That's why when you go to a doctor, they ask you a million questions about your history because they can't just like look at you and go, hmm, this is it. This is what you need to do. Yeah. And so you need to find business people who will ask you the tough questions, who will get in there and figure out, really look at what's going on. Because if you don't track everything and know, then you can't really have them help you. It's like Jerry Maguire, like help me help you, like help other people help you by doing the work, keeping track of things, logging it, looking at your results and going, hmm, this is not working the way it should. What should we tweak and do it again? That's why I really believe in like a scorecard or something that you can look at on a regular basis and say, am I going in the right direction or have I completely gone off track?
0: Yes. So one of the things that I give clients is like when, um, before we do their like VIP day, it's a deep dive intensive. It's like, they have weeks, frankly, of homework prior to them talking to me because I want to know everything. I want to know what have you done? You've got to do some of my training, like all the things and you better show up with your numbers because it's not just, it's not just your current numbers. If I, if you don't even know your numbers, well, first of all, you're kind of screwed, right? Then it's like, oh my God, then that's going to take time but then part of knowing your numbers is being able to do some projection. and it's not always a perfect science around that because things change, et cetera, et cetera. But if you don't even know your basic numbers, how like how many how you know what's your conversion rate? how many calls do you have to do? How many people are showing up? how many blah blah blah, like all of the things, if you don't have the basics down consistently and and hopefully for you know or that you can get that information, it's really hard to plan and project possibilities. And like one of the things you talk about in your book, which I was like, praise God, somebody's talking about it, you know, about really what is, what is a client worth to you ultimately? And the whole concept of, you know, is it easier to resell a client, retain a client, client retention versus the energy into, you know, finding quote, a new client? Um, Can you address that as far as I know that you saw that as a missing piece or you would not have put that in your brilliant book, right? That is also that that's the same knowing your numbers, right? Why do you think that people like in your business when you're helping people navigate all of their numbers and and helping them and they don't know what a lifetime, you know, what the value of a client is for the over the lifetime of their of the working together. What do you tell them? about that. I mean, what is, what is your sound advice on that? Honestly, I, I
1: typically approach this with a lot of compassion for people because I get it. And despite the fact that I have an MBA and I worked in marketing, I kid you not, I didn't even think about retaining clients until a client asked me how we can continue to work together really early in my business, luckily. And I was like, oh yeah, like what what does this look like after this package is done? Good question. I was like, you know, great question. I don't want to use our session right now to discuss it because I really want you to get the value out of this. So why don't we book another call? And that'll give me some time to figure out what the heck I'm supposed to say to you. Um, But it happens all the time because there's all this marketing out there that's like, get more clients, get more leads, get new clients, get new leads. And it's like, what about retaining the ones you already have? And when I was working at a tech startup, it's one of the most important things that we looked at, especially when we were looking with investors and things like that, is how long we were retaining clients and customers for and how much it cost us to acquire a customer. So we call it customer acquisition cost or CAC, C-A-C. And essentially what that is, is how much money did you spend to get in front of someone and take them from stranger to client Yes, on average. So like you look at all the money you spent and how many clients, you know, came in essentially and then, you know, how much you spent to acquire a customer. And then we looked at like the highest level. I'm simplifying math here. And then you also have to look at, okay, well, how much did it cost me for a client a customer, and then how much do they spend with me over the lifetime of us working together? If you have clients that, on average, work with you for two, three years, even though your packages may be ninety days or or twelve months, then you know, okay. If I know on average a person will spend, I'm just going to make up the math for yeah, make like, up easy numbers, right? Easy numbers, but like somebody's going to spend ten thousand dollars with me over the lifetime of us working together, and I spend five hundred dollars acquiring them. Well, hello, maybe I'll be willing to spend,
0: (laughs) you know, the $500. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. As much money to acquire them. Where so often people are like, oh my goodness, I don't want to spend a hundred dollars or I don't want to spend money on acquiring customers. I just want them to come to me because it, it can feel like you're spending money, but it's like, no, you're not like just spending money willy nilly. You have to look is the money you're spending. Are you making so much more on that over the lifetime of having a customer, where sometimes people are willing to spend like what a person will pay for the first year of working with them exactly. purely because they know they're going to keep them for 10 years. Yes. And uh-huh. so it's totally worth it if they yes. just break
0: even with that one person in one year. That's exactly right. And I think that two things that you said, yes, I have compassion too, right? Where women are like, because women, frankly, were told, you know, men are good at math, men are like all that BS, which that's another conversation about Patriarchy and and men in business, but all that. But you know, it's like at the end of the day, I want to support women recognizing, like, if you know one plus one is two, then it's just a matter of learning what numbers to track and all those kind of things. Because then once you start knowing how much does it cost for me to actually, you know, have a new client, oh my God, then that's when I believe the magic can happen, right? That's when you have more freedom to actually build wealth for your own company. Because you one, you're moving out of the fear stage of like I don't want to spend money. You're moving into the stage of like oh, real numbers, what I call bold truth, you call it real talk, right? Like the bold truth is when you know these numbers, that's when you're free. That's when you can truly um, for the most part, have some predictability for your revenue. And when you get to that point, or, you know, whatever the conversions are, that's what I believe is the freedom because I'm all about helping people really learn to open their mouth and make money, right. Open their mouth and be able to, and, and once you start learning that and, um, But yeah, I know that I hear that so often where people are like, oh my God, such and such, when I spent this X number of money at this particular platform or this particular ad, whatever, you know, I didn't get anything, but it's back to the mad scientist. You have to be back to the mad scientist and you have to recognize that sometimes you may have to invest money on the front end to, right? Map it out, activate it, um, adjust it, and then do it again. But that's part of it. Because let me tell you, when you get to that point where you're like converging, like you get five bucks out of every buck or whatever the numbers are, or like you said, um, the first year, you might invest a year of what a client would spend with you or invest with you, but they stay with you two years. Who's not going to dump all kinds of money into that? Then you have some um, true ability to leverage marketing or advertisement in a way that is effective. Love all of that. Okay. One of the things that I say frequently is, um, you have zero competition when you own who you are. And I know that's a philosophy that you share as far as really owning. Um, what do you think you really own about yourself?
1: Yeah. You know, I will say that going onto this entrepreneurship journey, I have become more myself than I ever have. And things that I often hear from people, but I'm now getting it, but people often say like, Oh, I love your energy. And, you know, oh, you've made this so uncomplicated, but I think at the end of the day, I've just like, what I own is being un. Um, what is the word that I'm looking for when you expect nothing in return, <laughs>
0: No, unconditionally. Oh, unc- <laughs> like,
1: yeah, that's good. Like unconditionally helpful and full of real talk. Like people don't, I'm not going to lie to you if you come to me. Because I believe that when I show up as, you know, my real talking, high energy, unconditionally helpful self, it will come back to me in more ways than I can ever imagine. And so I really believe in just, you know, being who I am all day, every day. And not shying away from the fact that I love writing and I love math. And, you know, statistically, because I'm a Black woman, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I should not be seeing certain levels of success that I see. And I don't care because I'm just going to um, manifest what it is that I desire, regardless of what anybody else will say to me or think is possible for me. And I think when you can do that for yourself. When you can show up and be like, this is who I am. This is what I believe in. And I'm going to create whatever it is that I want. I don't care who tells me it's a bad idea it's not going to happen. Like then you're showing up as your, you know, magical self everywhere. And, um, and it just comes back to you in
0: more ways than you can ever imagine. Well, I think that's a perfect way to end because that is really the summation of you leading a life uncommon, a hundred percent, and I love that. I love that. You know, you we could talk all day because we love supporting people in having everything you talked about and having that ability to, you know, market your genius, being your genius, own who you are. And I want people to be able to connect with you. Where, where are all the places besides Amazon? Go to Amazon right now go
1: ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Market Your Genius uh, is out in the world on Amazon and a whole bunch of bookstores and retailers. Um, So you can head to marketyourgenius.co to learn more about the book and me And I am really good at responding to DMs and messages on Instagram, Um, really a lot of platforms, but especially anywhere where I can voice memo you. But I'm funneling people to Instagram right now um, because that's where I've been getting a lot of messages. And so if you get the book and you want to tell me about it or you have a question, um, I respond because... I don't care how big I get as a business. I believe in responding to people, <laughs> me and, and as I get bigger, it may be someone on my team, but if you DM me, I will respond. So that's where I'm going to
0: send people. I love that you say that because that is something, you know, I really value about you is that personal touch and that, that you truly want that connection with people. And, and it's not just this churning, churning, churning out, like how much money can you crank out? Like the connection is so important to you. And that's so obvious in how you write and how you show up. So I really appreciate our time together today. Everybody go check out her book, grab it. It's literally like you can build your business. I promise you, if you get her book and follow her, the checklist there, she has quizzes in there, assessments in there. It's like, it's everything that you're going to need. So I will talk to you later. Bye everybody. Go be bold and lead a life uncommon. common. Yay. Hey, you've been listening to the lead a life Uncommon podcast. I'm here helping you create a life to allow you to do whatever the heck you want to do whenever you want to do it. If you got some value out of this, I'm going to ask you pop over and give a five-star review, subscribe and share this with a girlfriend, you know, is ready to lead a life in common herself. And I want to give you a couple of things. Number one is pop over to marybicknell.com slash podcast. I have something called the guide to your hidden thoughts around money and success. You're going to uncover some good stuff there. It's a little workshop I'm giving to you. And another thing I want you to take advantage of is this exercise I did all around connecting with your evolved future self. You're going to love this exercise It's going to be fantastic. In fact, when you're done, please, please, please go and tag me on Instagram or any of the socials and tell me what you thought. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say, and I'll chat with you soon. Bye now.